Good morning. What a beautiful morning. What a beautiful altar. What a beautiful congregation. If you had a better looking pastor, you'd be okay. <laughs> I am thankful to be here. I am, I am very blessed. Um, it's been an awesome morning. Um, I am proud to be your pastor. That hymn um, there, I wish Ricky was here. Ricky, that, when we were growing up, that was Ricky's favorite hymn. I could still hear him singing it when he was young. Um, but uh, he's gone on, he's got other favorite songs. Now, Ricky actually battled cancer a few years ago, uh, back in 2016. And, uh, of course, uh, that was a tough time for all of us. But when I really downed, and I think I need to be uplifted. Ricky had surgery in August of 2016. And on the trip from the hospital to my house, we were listening to a group called Inspirations, which is one of his favorite groups. They were singing, I'm a winner either way. And hearing Ricky sing that to the top of his lungs. You're talking about a blessing, and, and again, when I need strength, that's the voice I hear. But again, it is awesome to be here. It's awesome to, to see each of you, and sometimes we need to be encouraged, don't we? Sometimes we need a compliment. Sometimes just hearing somebody say they're proud of us makes us feel better. This morning, that's what I'm going to talk about. Is I'm going to talk about the ultimate compliment. I can still hear my mom or my dad telling me how proud they are of me for some reason. And it still means a lot to me so many years later. But just hearing encouraging words. Just hearing words that are uplifting. Man, we need that today. We need it so much. But this morning, I want to start with the scripture. I'm going to read 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 13 and 14. Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandments of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. The Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom will not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And the Lord has appointed him to be ruler over his people. Because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for... For your word, Lord, thank you for each other, Lord, and encouraging each other, Lord. Just thank you for positive words, Lord. I just thank you for, for these words, Lord, that we're going to study this morning, Lord. I just pray that um, as we study this scripture, Lord, your words flow through me, Lord. And the folks here, the folks who may be listening online, Lord, they receive the message that comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
This morning I want to talk to you about an ultimate compliment. Of course, that scripture there, the, the person that God chose, who was a man after his own heart, was King David. And this morning I want to talk about King David, and I want to talk about some of his attitudes towards God. I want to talk about some of his attitudes towards word, prayer, praise, and unity. You see, in Paul's sermon in, at, at Antioch in Acts, he briefly re- recounts the uh, history of Israel. He refers to the statement made by God concerning David. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do my will. What a beautiful compliment. Can you imagine God calling you the person after his own heart? It's a beautiful compliment. You see, every person who wears the name of Christ should want to hear that compliment. Every person who's accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior should want to hear God say that about them. You see, God was not only the ancestor of Christ, but he also possessed so many attitudes that were similar and later perfected in Christ. If we're disciples of Jesus Christ, those same attitudes should live in us. In this study, we're going to consider some of these attitudes that David had. We're going to see some of the similarities between his attitude and those of Christ. And I'm going to encourage everyone here to have the same attitude when it comes to our Lord and Savior. To be people after God's own heart. You see, David loved the Word of God. David loved the Word of God. In his psalm... 119, he expressed his sentiment about how great his love for the Word of God is. In fact, it it protected him from sin, it revives his afflictions, and it gives him great peace of mind. That's what he considered the Word. That's how he considered the Word. You see, Jesus also loves the Word. It's evident how frequently he quoted it, especially at the time of his temptation, if you look at Matthew 4. And also at his lowest points, he quoted Scripture. He knew the Scripture. Scripture was buried in Jesus' heart because Jesus is the Word. How's our love for the Word? How's our love for the Word of God? Do we hide it in our hearts? Do we find it as a source of comfort in times of affliction? Does it give us peace of mind? If not, we should heed the instructions of David. In Psalm 1 1 through 3, he said, Learn to delight in the word. Learn to meditate upon it daily. Then we will be truly blessed. Who needs to be blessed this morning? The word of God should be blessing us. Every day. You see, David also loved to pray. David loved to pray. 
He says, I will call upon his name as long as I live. That's what he says in Psalm 116. His love for prayer was based upon the fact that God answered him. You see, it's based upon the fact that God had greatly blessed him. It's based upon the fact that prayer brought God close to him. David loved to pray. Jesus also loved to pray. He made it a point to slip off by himself. Luke 5, 16 tells us that, and he prayed privately. In times of his greatest trial, Jesus prayed. In the garden, Jesus prayed. When he was hanging on the cross, he prayed. And the first thing he prayed is, Father, forgive me. They know not what they do. He continually prayed. He prayed all the way till he took his last breath. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Jesus loves prayer. If we want to be more like Jesus, we need to pray more. I've told you this several times leading up to me um, accepting the appointment here and becoming a pastor. I realized, man, I don't pray enough. I don't pray enough. So the last few years I've made it an effort to pray more. And I've been pretty successful. I pray more. But guess what I realize? I still have to pray more. I'm still not praying enough. I'm still not praying like David prayed. I'm still not praying like Jesus prays. The more I pray, the more I realize I need to pray. We need to be in constant prayer. We need to have a love for prayer. It needs to be our source of peace. It needs to be that source of peace that surpasses all understanding that Paul talks about in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. We need to pray without ceasing. We need to pray in every situation. We need to pray. Again, have you heard anybody say, hey, I'm all prayed up? I've never been there. A few times I might have thought I was. But again, the more I pray, the more I realize I need to pray. Another thing David loved to do is David loved to praise God. He loved to praise God. Do we delight in those praises? David praised God because he loved him. David praised God because of God's greatness and his lovingness. He was determined to sing praises as long as he lived. David loved to praise God. You see, Jesus also praised the Father. He did it on one occasion publicly in prayer, Matthew eleven twenty five and 26, as he did with his disciples in Matthew 26, 30. Jesus loved to praise the Father. Jesus loves to praise. Do we love to praise God? Do we love to praise God? Do we love, do we delight in singing his praises and lifting 
lifting our hearts and minds in song and praise and in everything we do? Do we take time to praise God when we're praying? As we pray, do we praise God? Are we thankful? Again, David gives us words to encourage us in Psalm 147.1. It's becoming for those who profess to the children of God, God to praise their heavenly Father. We're called to praise our heavenly Father. We're called to give Him glory. Do we love to praise God? David also loved unity among fellow believers. Behold how God and how pleasant He is. You see, David knew the value of good friendship and unity. And let me explain, unity does not mean we've got to agree on everything. Unity does not mean that we can't ever have a disagreement. If that were true, Rhonda wouldn't have put up with me these 38 years. Unity means we have one heart towards God. We have one goal, and that goal is to be more like Jesus Christ. See, Jesus also loved unity. He prayed diligently for his disciples to be of one. He also went to the cross for us to be united with him. Jesus loves unity. Do we love unity? Do we diligently display how we love each other? Do we diligently display how we want one another to walk to be more like Christ? Do we diligently display as a church to seek God's will in all that we do? Are we displaying our attitudes towards each other, the proper attitudes, as we show each other the love of Christ? See, David hated false ways. You see, David knew God's word. David studied God's word. And he had a, a hatred towards anybody who was a false prophet. Jesus also, Jesus also despised false teachings. He demonstrated by driving money changers out of the, out of the church, and how it affected some activities of some of his followers. The message we should be given, the world, is Christ, is everything. It's not Christ plus anything. The formula for our salvation...
is Christ. Not Christ plus this, plus this, plus this. The formula for our salvation is Christ. That's the message we need to be delivering. What's our attitudes towards false ways? How are we standing up for what's right? And the fact that, again, the formula is Christ. The formula is our acceptance of Christ equals salvation. Not our acceptance of Christ and us doing this, this, and this. Not our acceptance of Christ and say, hey, we've got to be exactly alike. Our formula is to accept the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are we showing each other love and compassion as we're walking this walk together? See, I want to close here in a minute. But I want to note before I do that David was a man after God's own heart. But David was not a perfect man. David had the right attitude when it came to, to praising the Lord, praying to the Lord, and serving the Lord. But he had shortcomings. He's a human being. As we study these scriptures in the Old Testament, we're going to see some flawed characters. We will see some flawed characters in the Old Testament. But we can learn from each one of them. David was a righteous man. Again, God called him a man after his own heart, but he wasn't perfect. But everything that we see in the Old Testament points us towards Christ. Those attitudes that David had pointed people towards needing a Savior. Those are the same attitudes we should have, the same attributes. You see, God was confident David would do all that God asked him. Can God be confident that we are going to do all that he asks us? We have to be motivated. We have to be faithful. And we need to look for Christ, at Christ as our example, or Christ as the perfect example. We don't need to be leading people towards ourselves. I love you. I love you. I mean, I can point you the direction, but don't look to me for perfection. I can point you to perfection, but I'm not perfect. We're not called to be obedient. We're not called to be perfect. We're called to be obedient. And in our obedience, again, we should be pointing people towards the perfect Savior. You see, all these things Jesus possessed because he is God. He is perfect. Are we pointing people towards a perfect Savior? Are we united in a mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ? Those are the questions I really want to leave you with. Are we trying to become people that are after God's own heart?
and pointing those people, pointing other people towards a loving, saving relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray that you come to that knowing, loving, understanding, grace-filled, eternal relationship that can only come through serving our risen Savior. If you're here this morning and you need to be encouraged, I pray that these words have encouraged you. been talking about a journey for the last several weeks. This journey's a long one. It lasts forever. I pray that we constantly encourage each other as we try to become more like Jesus every day. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for David, Lord. Just thank you for, for your word. Lord, thank you for allowing us to be able to come at any point and talk to you. Lord, thank you most of all for sending our perfect Savior. Lord, I pray that each of us here strive to become people after your own heart. In Jesus' name, amen.